who will win the World Series? My pick is going to surprise you because, spoiler alert, I ain't picking the Yankees or the Dodgers. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And if you are a regular to the Locked On MLB podcast, you're probably a little bit confused. Hi, I'm Jeff Carr, host of the Locked On Reds podcast, and alongside me is Brett Chancy, host of Locked On Asher, one of the co-hosts. We're both co-hosts of our two shows, but we're filling in for Sully. Sully is out today. Send some good thoughts his way. I know that he will appreciate it. But on today's podcast for Locked On MLB, that's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are going to be talking about some teams who can win the World Series. We're going to be looking at the National League. We're going to be looking at the American League. And we are going to give you the most improved team who we predict will be the most improved team out of the trade deadline. My pick for the American League is going to absolutely shock everyone, but I want to actually start in the senior circuit. We're going to be talking about the National League, and I've asked Brett, which, by the way, Brett, when it comes to the National League, how do you handicap this? You know, the National League is a funny animal because if we talk about painful memories we have from last October, a surging team, the Atlanta Braves, and with the very topic that we're going to discuss at the trade deadline, took care of four players signing them who actually played key roles in their, in their you know, blustering of the National League, making it to the World Series, and taking out who we thought was the favorite. Even the locked-on Braves, I mean, every news media outlet, oh, yeah, it's going to be 4-1 Houston. This year, I'm sticking with the team that I picked in the preseason to be in the World Series for the National League in the New York Mets. Mm. I just think the New York Mets, they've got Max Scherzer back. They've got Jacob DeGrom back. I mean, how do you beat those guys? And I know our team, the Houston Astros, have swept them in the regular season, but they did that without Max. They did that without DeGrom. And if you get into a tussle with that team and you have those two pitchers on the mound, it is unbelievable what you think the Mets could unleash. And I know some people say, but they're the Mets. They go to the playoffs or they have high hopes and they just don't ever quite finish the job. Or since 1986, they really haven't done anything. And so, the Mets are still my team, my favorite. They are 7-1 to one odds to win the World Series. But I just like what they have over there. I like the pieces. I, I think they have a – I think they've done a quality job. Showalter's done a quality job. And this is a team that will go to battle with you. I mean, they've been the most thrown at. They've been and I think, the most bench-clearing almost fights this year. And they're just one of those teams where a lot of the Yankees nation gives them a hard time, but it may be the time that this year they kind of become the big brother. I think that they feel that, right? Like I feel like Mets fans as a whole are just like, stop telling us our team is good. It's going to jinx us. 
And then you've got Yankees fans just like, there's no way the Mets could be good. In fact, if you ask our own Stacey Gatsoulias over at Locked On Yankees, she wants nothing to do with the Subway Series because of what it could mean if the Mets actually win the Subway Series. But I'm with you. The, the Mets look like just a ridiculous team. And it's something where I feel like I've kind of gone up and down. It's been a roller coaster of a year when I watch the New York Mets because they're in the middle of May, early June. They look like the best team in baseball. Like nobody was going to touch them. And then coming into this All-Star break, I looked at it and I'm like, they're only two wins ahead of the Braves. Are they really that good? But I got to remember, they've done most of their damage without DeGrom and Scherzer, like you said. And I think that that was a little bit of water finding its level. That team was never meant to be that good without those two guys. And now you get them back. And I, I, I get because Ryan has this take on Locked On Mets a lot that they don't need to go out there because, you know, as, as a, Reds fan and as a host of Locked On Reds, we talk about a lot of teams that could go for Luis Castillo when we talk about the Mets. But the Mets don't have to do that because they're getting two guys back as if they're acquiring them at the deadline. And that is what every team is looking at. Every team looks for pitching at the deadline, whether you're talking about bullpens, starting pitching especially, and they're getting those guys back. You're getting two of the best pitchers. I mean, it's probably not that big of an argument to say they're both in the top five. Of Easily. Major League Baseball. And it's like, golly, how do you beat that team? And it's not just what they bring physically. It's what they bring mentally. It's it's what Justin Verlander has meant to the Astros this season. And I was listening to our local radio station, and they said, you know, the Astros have an ace this year. Last year, we didn't have that ace. Our ace, Lance McCullers, went out. And that is huge. The the mentality um, for the other pitchers on the staff to have DeGrom come back. I mean, Scherzer, his first game back, had 11 strikeouts <laughs> and was <laughs> barking at the time. umpire. Yeah. This guy is an absolute android. And I, you know, um, talking about these, these stalwarts, these, these, these stallions in the stable, you know, Justin Verlander was like, I'm human this weekend. And I said, hold on, wait, we, we've had Justin Verlander admit because the debate in Houston is, is he part Android? Is this guy really a human Terminator. 30, yeah, 39-year-old comeback from TJ? And the Mets, I just I just like what they bring to the table. I like Lindor. I like I, Pete Alonso is my favorite non-Astros player. I think since Mark McGuire, I haven't had a player that I've really been a fan of outside of Houston. And Pete Alonso is just that guy. As something about the first baseman. Something about the home runs. I just and I, I love his attitude. Um, I know he got a lot of shade from the from the home run derby and the meditation thing, but the polar bear. I would love to see the polar bear in the World Series. And the other guy that sticks out for me is Edwin Diaz because there's oh, yes. maybe three bona fide closers in Major League Baseball right now. Like I feel like even a decade ago, you could look around the league and be like, man, you got all of these dudes that are just absolute studs that you're bringing out in the ninth inning. And I just don't see that anymore, partially because you see a lot more managers lean toward, you know, okay, we've got our high leverage situations that aren't always in the ninth inning, but we're going to bring our best guy in for those spots, which I agree with that. That's the right way to play it. But even more so, there, there's just only really three guys that I think that you fear. And it, it, he's one of those three. It's him. It's Emmanuel Class A, and it's um, Josh Hader, which Hader showed that he was very human in a couple of... Former Astro draft pick, I might add. 
yeah. in one of the worst trades in our club's history. I mean, the two guys, the guys we got back, I don't want to say their name, but that's right. And Edwin Diaz, I mean, he's been getting a lot of run from MLB Network and the big guys lately because of the All-Star break. But Edwin Diaz, this guy is, and when you hear him talk, how much he loves what he does, how much passion he has. That's what you need in a closer. And to have the front end to be Scherzer and the back end to be Diaz, that's absolutely scary. Right. If you just have passable middle relief, you're going to be fine. Yeah. With that being said, there's another league. And I've got a take for you that doesn't involve the New York Yankees winning the world. I'm sure you're going to like hearing that, uh, but I'm going to tell you exactly who that is after I tell you the best place, Brett, do you know the best place to get your next special uh, piece, your next piece of jewelry? If you're looking to celebrate a special moment, or if you know somebody who's about to pop the question, where would you send them? I'd send them to bluenile.com. They have been around for quite some time now. And where they had the name and the understanding that they were for high-income adults, that was really their main audience since 1999, you know, males 25 and over. The bottom line is this. You call BlueNile.com, you look them up online, and they will help you because they have experts. They have experts kind of like the Locked On Network has experts for each team. They have experts for diamonds. They will let you choose the clarity, the size, the shape. And it will be a one of one. You know, my son recently ordered some Nikes on Nike ID and he got to make his own shoe and it was one of one. And imagine an engagement ring, one of one. Imagine your fiance being able to share the ring of her dreams with her family and friends and or that anniversary piece or just find jewelry for a special occasion. And what's really cool right now about Blue Nile is they've got a special anniversary edition or anniversary sale that I want to tell you about. But before that, realize that they're on hand 24-7 to help you. If your order for some reason you get it's not perfect, that's okay, no problem, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. So you shop stress-free. When you go to BlueNile.com, check out their anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging so it doesn't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace at BlueNile.com today. I don't know about you, Brett, but there's a lot of Amazon boxes that hit our patio. So it'll be good if a box that doesn't look like we already know what's inside is sitting there. <laughs> Blue Nile is going to do that for you. That's right. You know, Locked On has you covered on all the different sports. And with the NFL training camp coming up on us, we are looking at the top 50 line movers, the top 50 most valuable players whenever you're talking about bet on lines, point spreads, for Sunday games and Monday night and Thursday night games. That's going on over at Locked On NFL right now. All week long, they're breaking down the top 50 players. Pretty sure Joe Burrow's in the top 10. Hootay! But there's lots going on there at the Locked On NFL Top 50 special. Thanks again for making Locked On MLB your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. We've been talking about teams who can win the World Series as the second half gets started here for Major League Baseball. We talked about the National League. The New York Mets are our pick. Because I agree with you, Brad. I think the New York Mets are the team from the National League that can win the World Series. 
Here is, and this is a little bit of a tease and a little bit of a spoiler, I guess, more than a tease, to who I believe is going to be the most improved team out of the trade deadline. I think the Minnesota Twins are going to win the World Series. And there's a lot of folks that probably have the same response that Mets fans have to us telling them that their team is good because the Minnesota Twins have been designed for the New York Yankees to beat in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure every Yankees fan has ever thought that in existence, including Stacy. And Stacy is probably the most rational Yankees fan in the entire world, which, by the way, check her out on Lockdown Yankees. But when I look at this Minnesota Twins team, I see a team that is going to easily come out of the AL Central. The AL Central is a very weak division. I don't think that there's any worry that the Twins are going to lose to the Guardians here. The Guardians have looked pretty solid, but I think that they're a wild card team. The New or the Chicago White Sox are not sneaking up on them. I don't know what's been going on there, but I I think I'm going to blame Tony Larusa because I don't really care for that guy. Uh, I'm looking at the Minnesota Twins like their lineup is phenomenal, and I don't want to necessarily point out Carlos Correa because I know that still might be a little bit fresh but i love the other guys that they got byron buxton has been playing very well and if they ever get ryan jeffers back ryan jeffers has proved to be a pretty decent catcher as well i understand why they made the moves that they made in the offseason but more than that i think they're gonna make a move and i kind of think they're the team that's gonna land luis castillo and they're going to add him to the really? rotation and i think that that is the team that is going to come out of the trade deadline is the most improved team because I firmly believe, and it's a little bit of bravado and a little bit of homerism, I understand that, but whoever lands Luis Castillo is going to be very well poised for the World Series, and I think this is going to put them on the track that they need to make it there. Now, they actually have to follow through and do it because yes. the last time they were in the playoffs, we defeated them, the Astros did, and... You know, it's funny. I actually talked about this on on our show tonight. The the one rating I got from a Minnesota Twins fan was someone who came to our show to get a different perspective, and they accused us of being in favor of the Astros too much. So I don't know if that one star rating was properly placed, but thank you for listening. Um, the Minnesota <laughs> Twins, you know, do have Carlos Correa, and when he left, I think it was painful for Houston at first. But what's helped alleviate some of that pain is how Jeremy Pena has succeeded offensively. Now, he has 13 errors, and every every time he makes an error, they're like, well, Carlos Correa only had 14 errors in his last three seasons, blah, blah, blah. But this kid's footwork is a work in progress. He's got a great arm. He's, it's just the whole mechanics, the smooth. We don't have the smoothness of Correa. Correa had a rough start coming into the season. The question always is, can Byron Buxton stay healthy? Can the Twins sustain their success? And that's the same argument with the Mets on the National League side. Well, you know, they're great, but will they contend in the end? And that would be, that. like, if if you get it right, I would be so mad, but I'd be like, wow, I need to get Jeff to pick my lottery numbers because that's, <laughs> I mean, you know, they have 50 wins. They're not a slouch team. I know the Central is weak. I mean, the Astros, you can, you know, people bag on us. Because until the Seattle 14 game win streak, it's like, oh, the AOS is terrible. But I mean, they they probably are poised monetarily to be able to bring someone in. You mentioned Luis Castillo. He's the guy that I very much would not be upset if the Astros pulled away him and even Drury. I mean, why not package those two guys? And 
but I don't know what the cost is. I don't know what the Reds are looking for exactly. And the point of the matter is James Click from the Astros side said today on the radio, or he said on Wednesday on the radio, the Astros are in, in deep discussions with multiple teams, multiple players, but they're not going to take a short term. Um, they're not going to pay a high price for the short term and sure. compromise the long term competitiveness of the team. So they're not going to get a rental. Contreras is out. Bell is out for us. But the Minnesota Twins, they may be more of a we want to win now because Correa, I would be shocked if he returned to Minnesota, if I'm being honest. Yeah. No, and that's one thing that I think Minnesota's got to understand. They're not just playing for the Central anymore because I I think they should start looking ahead. And it just as the Astros are looking ahead because the West, I mean, just for a moment looking at that division, I thought that division was going to be a lot more competitive than it is. You, I mean, The Mariners are making a bit of a comeback, but the Angels just, they're not doing anything. So I think that the Astros are in the same boat as the Twins where they got to be looking over at the East. They got to be looking at the Yankees. How do we match up against them? I think that both teams, the, the key to any good playoff matchup is pitching. Good pitching beats good hitting. And I think that the Astros have pretty good pitching. And I think that the Twins, if they make some moves, have some pretty good pitching because they have Sonny Gray, who, kind of like you said with Byron Buxton, if Sonny Gray can stay healthy, he is going to be an asset for them. They have a resurgent Chris Archer, who has pitched a lot better than he did his final couple of years in Pittsburgh. And you're still talking about a, a guy who surprised everybody. And I know that Nash Walker over at Locked on Twins has been a little bit hesitant on Devin Smeltzer even before he went on the injured list. But I think that he is still the kind of guy that if you get into the playoffs and you slot him into a long relief role or something like that can be very valuable to that team because they found their back end of the bullpen guy. I'm not ready to put him up in the elite yet, but Juwan Duran is just phenomenal. At least he has been in his very short major league career. So I'm looking to see how this team feels out because I agree with you. They've got to make some moves. They're not ready yet. They're not a complete team right now, but if they make those moves and if it falls, like I think it will, and they get Luis Castillo, I think that is what they need. Now, I also say this with a caveat of I've considered creating a segment on the Locked On Reds podcast of what you want to fade Jeff on today. But I also look at the Minnesota Twins and I think that they've got the pieces to do this. Yeah, they do. And at the end of the day, it is going to come down to what price is a club willing to pay? And do they feel that even if they maybe give up a little bit of long term success, is it worth going and getting that ring? Because, like, in the case of the Astros, right, three World Series in the last five years, and we only have one win, and that win is controversially talked about and still booed to this day and so on and so forth. I get that. But there are a lot of people in Houston that will say, I want to win this year. I don't care about two years from now. I don't. I want to get another ring because I'm tired of going places and someone calling me a cheater. Like we get it thrown on us as if we were a part of this grand scheme, you know. Um, so at the end of the day, people are going to do what they do. But the Astros, I think, I, I, I don't know. I wish they were more pressing about it. Um, and the Twins maybe, but this is what's odd about this trade deadline time period. I don't know what to believe, Jeff. 
I hear (laughs) reporters and I hear these guys that go out there and I try my best um, not to speculate. Even if I talk to people that I think may, may have a little in on something, I try not to put stuff out there because I don't want to be that guy. But some of these reporters, I feel like run interference for some of these agents and you never know, but Hey, here's a little AOS joke. Um, someone said the other day, what if the angels went and got Juan Soto? I said the angels would get Juan Soto and Juan Soto, Mike Trout and, and Shoyo Tani would all go deep, but they would still lose nine to six. I mean, that's just how the angels, <laughs> they're just cursed right now. Poor that poor ball club. Um, you know, and you know what? Otani just needs to pack his bags and come to Houston. We'll find a way to get him here. <laughs> a go. GoFundMe account or whatever we need. <laughs> whatever whatever the Angels did to, to just absolutely piss off the baseball gods. I uh, mean, the league created a rule for their star player, and they still, still can't win. <laughs> it still doesn't. It's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And, and you know, I, I think that, the Twins are absolutely my pick. There are some other teams that I think can be really improved, and I definitely want to go over those, talk about those. Plus, I haven't got your pick as to who you believe will be the most improved team out of the trade deadline, which means we're going to do some prognosticating. about miss that word up here in just a moment. But if you want to do some prognosticating, if you want to find out what a good bet is, you better go to bet online betonline.net has all of the information that you can stand brett when it comes to major league baseball when it comes to nfl futures in fact if we take a look real quick um who do you think is currently the odds on favorite to win the world series according to bet online bet online it would have to be the houston astros it would have to be (sighs) they come in at third oh they're they're at plus 550 that's okay. actually not a bad bet, really. Plus five fifty. No, it's not. New York Yankees are the favorite. Plus three hundred there, and then you've got the Dodgers in second, a plus three fifty. My pick. Are they even on there? <laughs> Pick's not on the list. Wow. See, this is really telling you something. They got the White Sox up ahead of them. <laughs> wow, boy, you can go get yourself. Maybe you should fade me on that, but uh, yeah, I might throw a couple bucks on that just to see what happens. Yeah, throw a little um, Rodney Dangerfield. No respect, no respect, <laughs> no respect, no respect at all. Uh, check out Bet Online; they got all the information you could ever want. Uh, when you're talking about your next bet, you can find it on your mobile device today, or head over on your desktop and check out all the trends in action. Bet Online is where the game starts. Thanks again for checking out this Locked On MLB podcast, the uh, substitute version, if you will. Brett and myself are sitting in for Sully. Send some good thoughts his way. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can get your Astros takes from Brett at H-Town Wheelhouse. And you can follow me for some Reds takes, which you'll be getting lots of trade deadline stuff. And then after the trade deadline, uh, I'll probably be talking about, you know, Skyline, Chili, and and uh, some Frybox. Uh, yeah, I definitely talk about Frybox a lot. When we look at the trade deadline, though, the trade deadline is going to be busy for a couple of teams because there are a few teams that absolutely know without a doubt. The Astros are one of them. The Yankees are one of them. You've got the Mets, the Dodgers. And I believe the Twins should be in there as well. Teams that absolutely know, without a doubt, that they're going to be shooting for the postseason. So how do they prepare? How do they position themselves for that? They're going to be buyers. And then 
You're looking at Cincinnati. You're looking at Oakland. You're looking at Kansas City. You're looking at uh, a couple of other teams that are firmly out of contention. Maybe, uh, obviously, the Cubs with Wilson Contreras. Maybe the Pirates, there's a lot of smoke. Or is there fire that Brian Reynolds isn't going anywhere? I I tend to believe that that's probably the case, that he's going to stick around. Is Juan Soto going to stick around? There's lots of questions to be had. But one thing is for certain there's going to be somebody take advantage of this market. Kind of like you said, last year it was the Braves. Who is it for you this year that you think, looking into your crystal ball, that I know that you have sitting there behind your Jose Altuve jersey? Yes, exactly, I do. Actually, it's a Mark McGuire signed jersey from 1998 from the <laughs> home run go. chase. Yeah, so there you go, through your curveball on that one. Um, but I think the San Diego Padres, you know, I'm looking at them right now. They're at 52-42. and 42. They're the second spot in the NL wild card. They are in a division where they're in front of the Giants. They are behind the Dodgers by like eight games. But San Diego, when they made it to the playoffs, when they made it, was it 2020? And everybody was just so excited. I mean, I thought that they were going to the World Series. That was the year. That was, that was you know, Grand Slam Diego, all that stuff. And then they just like faded. After that, when you got someone like Joe Musgrove, when you've got a team that sustained itself minus its biggest star, Tatis Jr., and they're still having success, they, I believe, probably have the ability, either prospect wise or player wise, maybe money wise. I'm not looking at their budget right now, but to me, they appear to be a team in the National League that would make a Atlanta Braves-esque kind of move at the trade deadline. It's just San Diego's a fun place to play. San Diego's got some great players. They've they've got a solid pitching staff. And I think at the end of the day, they've got enough. If they got a little bit more, they may get over that San Francisco or L.A. hump. I mean, can you imagine being in the NL West? Can you imagine <laughs> your the three California teams are duking it out and you're San Diego, you are 52 wins. You could literally be, you know, in charge at just about any division outside of the AL West. And but I think they to me make the most sense. Now, sometimes the things that happen at the trade deadline don't make sense. Um, I'm hoping the Astros make an absolute king move and go get Luis Castillo and have an impact on this team, much like Justin Verlander did in 2017. I think we are finding that we need to do a Reds-Astros crossover and uh, we talk do. about what a deal. Well, and we have a lot We have a lot in common. We have a lot of commonalities. Um, Milo Hamilton, um, Bill Brown, uh, famous announcer we've actually interviewed him joe morgan i mean there's there's all kinds of houston connections and i was at johnny bench's last game that he played in the astrodome i was there nice and one more reds one more reds connection my first and only foul ball that i caught well my first foul ball that i caught when i was when i turned 14 years old todd benzinger of the reds chris saba was playing for him todd benzinger hit a foul ball i caught it in my hat in the astrodome and I got Jerome Walton to sign it that year. He turned out to not be great, but he was rookie of the year from the Cubs. <laughs> so there you go. There's my Cincinnati connection. Todd Benzinger caught the last out of the last World Series that the Reds won back in 1990. Um, there you go. Now, 
Yeah, that that would be an interesting thing. And you mentioned San Diego, though. I mean, also really great brunch spots in San Diego. They got a lot of brunch. A lot of oh, brunch. Yeah. Um, and the weather is phenomenal. I mean, if I were any player, I'd definitely go there for the weather, but the brunch, too. You gotta check. They're, they're loaded, though, with uh, prospect capital. And it depends on what their front office's appetite is for something like that. Because I feel like they have like done all they could. They've been the little engine that could out in the NL West, trying to do everything that they can to keep up with the Dodgers over the last couple of years. And they're still just, you know, just right there. And I I feel like if they go a little bit further, because they're going to get, I'm pretty sure they're getting Tatis back at some point this year. So if they get him back for a playoff run and they make a big addition in the trade deadline, I think you're right. That could be very interesting to see what they do in the National League. And kind of like I said, I think the Twins um, make a big splash. I am interested to see what the Dodgers do because there's a lot of reports that they are not going after a King move. They're not doing a Scherzer-Trey Turner deal like they did last year, which it's not like they really need one, but I don't think standing Pat is going to do them any service. They've had a lot of injuries, and they're not sure when Walker Buehler's coming back. Is Dustin May even going to be a part of that rotation or a part of that pitching staff for right. a postseason run? There, there's a lot of things that they really need to look at and probably fill, and if they stand Pat, is that going to be the best thing for them moving forward? I'm not they might lose a sure. step. Yeah, yeah, they might they might lose a step. And, you know, maybe the Padres are tired of being the L.A. Clippers of West Coast baseball. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's very true. I'm I'm very intrigued to see how it all goes out because we're talking about the trade deadline. It's going to be busy. There's going to be a lot of good stuff going on because I saw something the other day. And this is this is a topic for another show. But 18 of the 30 NL team or of the 30 Major League Baseball teams are at least 10 games out of their division as of right now. Wow. 18 of 30. So I know that there's a lot of talk. Oh, yeah, they added another postseason spot. If teams are realistic, this could be pretty interesting as to who's selling, who's going where, and and the list of obvious trade candidates might be a little bit bigger than we really think. So you're going to want to keep it locked on. MLB, you're going to want to keep it locked on Astros because the Astros are going to be busy. The Reds are going to be busy. You better check out Locked On Reds, but keep it right here. Make sure if this is your first time checking out Locked On MLB, Sully keeps you covered every single day, but he's going to be out. Uh, he's out today, and I think he might be out tomorrow. So make sure you send some good thoughts his way. He'll be back on Monday for sure, though. I, I, I believe anyway. Um, I might just. Okay, I'll turn that. Anyway, check out Locked On. Make sure that you're subscribed. Boy, I'm really botching this. Brett, you know what? You close it, man. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, um, here at the Locked On Podcast Network, we just try to bring you the best takes and the most informed takes. We may not know every single ins and outs of what is going on, but you can know that when we bring you the information, it's been vetted, and we are here to be your everyday podcast spot for your favorite team whether it's the orioles the mets the astros the rangers or the reds we got you covered no matter where you are in your car in your private jet or on some alaskan cruise you can check out locked on astros or locked on any team reds or mlb